This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. guys welcome back to the mvm show and uh we're back for another one and just to let you guys know i will be able to start getting two out a week again like i said on the last episode i was training in denver colorado and then also got some much needed family time after the training was over basically in the evenings and stuff and then this stuff on the weekends so we we haven't done something like that in a long time so really glad to get to be with my family and my wife and daughters and just have a good time and relax and enjoy some good food. Boy, we, boy, did we ever, if you follow us on Instagram or follow me on Instagram, you definitely <laughs> seen that. Uh, and if you don't uh, check out mid Valley mercenaries on Instagram and Facebook. Also, man, I haven't said nothing about it in a long time, but the MVM show podcast group or page on Facebook is growing. I don't even know why it's growing. It's just, it's growing. And, um, Honestly, I do a terrible job of promoting it and really staying active in there. I kind of put our videos up in there and stuff like that, but there's a lot more I could do with it. I just honestly, I just don't have the time. So thank you for all you new listeners and new people to that Facebook page. I appreciate you guys coming on in there and supporting. Um, Before we get rolling on this episode... Did want to mention to you until the end of the season, and don't wait too long because of this is something I'm going to talk about in this episode is the Motion Ducks um, spreader. And basically, it's like a jerk string, uh, Motion Ducks. You know, you got a string attached to it, and you pull it and moves it. And there's been a lot in the day and time in the years past. Different brands, different people make stuff. But I tell you, this one to me is just a lot different and a lot better. In a lot of ways, and um, you can put 
um, four to seven to ten. You can like keep adding on this and make a massive spread with just one jerk string. So, but what I want to tell you guys about it um, before we get into this is to let you know that we have a great deal that's different than any other uh, anybody else that works with MotionX. I believe, unless there's something I don't know, but. A lot of guys will give 10 to 15% off, and that's what you get, but this is totally different. We actually have a page on Motion Ducks site. So it's Motion, M-O-T-I-O-N, Ducks, D-U-C-K-S, all one word, motionducks.com forward slash MVM. And on there, you're going to see an already discounted Ultimate Spreader, which you can put seven decoys on. And there's already a discount off that, and I want to say it's like 10%. But then you can put MVM 10 and get another 10% plus a free anchor bag and all this kind of good stuff. So definitely check that out. Now, let's get into the podcast and what I want to start with today. And that is to recap, and I'm trying to do better. I, I know there's going to be ones I miss, guys, and that's just it's not for any specific reason other than just getting too far behind on our hunt videos or the hunts that we go on. And uh, actually, I'm going to cover something today that reminds me, the old 28 gauge. Um, I'm not going to be able to make a video of that. And I guess I'll actually let me jump in that first. So I went hunting the other day. Actually, me and Thomas did. And um, we both kicking ourselves because um, I don't, it's, it's, this is going to be a mixed emotion thing. And I, and we'll, me and Thomas will talk about this together at some point, and I'll write this down to remember to talk about this, but I'm in the stage of duck hunting to where I don't have to go shoot a limit. Um, I don't have to, I'm, I am in a stage where I like to go shoot birds I've never shot before just to just experience it and all the environments in, but I don't like have to shoot a limit and I don't have to fill it with just like spoonies and blah, blah, blah. But that being said, this year, me and Thomas were talking, it's like, man, you go out to go hunting, and um, I know we were on a bloodlust to kill mallards last year, and I kind of always am. It's just something I like. I like to hunt them. I just, I don't know, it's just something about them, the way they work, the way they, they're smart, and they're a little bit more leery than I feel like most, a lot of other ducks, Um, and that's a totally different topic I could talk about. I should write that down. Um, I'm going to write that down actually, cause I have, there's so much more I can say of that, but I wish he was here to talk about this because I don't want to make it sound like we're just going to shoot any and everything this year because we want to get numbers or it's not like that at all. Um, I don't know. It's just, our thought was the other day we went out and so, so what, this is what causes conversation. So for the first time. And I was so excited to make a video about this. I took the 28 gauge out, okay? And if you haven't heard of it, it's the uh, Benelli Ethos Cordoba Best with the best treatment on it. 28 gauge, 28 inch barrel, and shoots up to three inch shells, okay? And I took it out, and in somewhat in our minds, <clears throat> we had planned on shooting mallards. I mean, we weren't going to be too picky, but we're like, okay kind of targeting them, getting the tighter pockets, all that stuff. But I'm also going to shoot some other things. So anyways, we go out there. And by the way, it's, the refuges are insanely packed right now, just stupid packed. And 
no offense to club guys that are listening to this episode, but it's it was a lot of club guys, and that's that's the only downside for us refuge rats is that when there's lack of water, we also all the club guys start rolling in, and I get it. You want to hunt, and you have the power to. It's public land, so. But it's kind of a bummer for you know the guys that always hunt the refuge. Like, oh, here we go. Because I heard I heard a lot of guys saying, yeah, we're, we haven't hunted a club or hunted a refuge in twenty this refuge in twenty years, and it's like, well. Awesome. <laughs> but, hey, as long as I get birds, I, I know when the water comes in end of November here in California for those clubs, they'll be back at it. But and just banging away over there while us lowly uh, refuge guys are trying to pound out a limit. But anyways, and trust me, I didn't, I'm not meaning anything wrong by that at all towards club guys. I've trust I've looked into my share trying to find a, a, a good one. That uh, I feel like it would be worth the money. I just haven't found it yet. Just because it's kind of like a backup maybe to hunt in the off days. But anyways, so we go out there. It's packed. There's guys everywhere, and uh, which I really wasn't expecting, but I should have known better because of the water issues. And I uh, load my 20-gauge, get everything ready. I'm going to make a video. I'm like, yeah, that's going to be cool. My first 28-gauge hunt, and I'm not sure if I have the clips. I maybe should have saved them add them into the video. But <clears throat> anyways, I load my gun. Was getting ready to put my cut the spread out. Was getting ready to put my GoPro on my head, and these teal come in just light right in the decoy. So I picked the 28 gauge up that I had laying there right next to me and just doubled on my first trigger squeeze on ducks. I doubled on two teal. I was like, dude, you know, and there's of course no recoil on that thing. And they were close, they're both under 20 yards. <coughs> and uh, I was, I was stoked. I was like, dude, all right, let's go, you know, like. Shooting the 28 gauge double, that's like good luck sign for me, you know. Shooting a double with the brand new gun. And uh, anyways, uh, needless to say, for like a straight hour, the amount of green wings blowing through our decoy spread, lightning our decoy spread was unbelievable. Thomas actually shot uh, three green wings and a Drake Cinnamon. And uh, then he stopped, and we were, like, holding off. And, I mean, we were holding off, like, I was, like, I kept saying, I hope I don't regret this. I hope I don't regret this because we're thinking, you know, the bigger bird's going to fly later. <clears throat> and, and by the way, teal are, like, some of the best, green-winged teal are, like, some of the best eating duck there is consistently, okay? So just think about that for a second before I continue on what I'm going to say. And I'm, like, man, I'm going to regret this because I'm going to walk out of here empty-handed, which, again, like I said, it, if I have my mindset on something, it's not a big deal. I'm not a, I don't feel like a failure as a duck hunter if I get skunked or don't shoot seven birds. You know, but it feels good. Shoot a limit early and get out of there, especially when it's not kind of the beginning of the season when stuff starts to die quick. Well, an hour in, sure enough, boom, like a light switch. Everything shuts off. There is nothing flying, and we just look at each other, and I thought, that was really stupid. Um... I don't shoot mallards to impress anybody. I don't shoot mallards to say, oh, I shoot mallards. I'm better than you if you shoot shovelers. Trust me, I've shot my share of shovelers. In fact, I just did uh, a while back. Um, I'll be making a video of that. No problems with that. Um, but like, if I'm going to feel like in a mallard area, that's what I want to try to target. Well, it's not that I was necessarily in a mallard area. I just, for some reason, just waited. And I was like, why did I do that? Like, We walked out there like... Why did we not shoot that? We could have shot, literally, I guarantee you, and what a great way to start out with the 20 gauge is shooting teal. 
I could have shot my limb. Both of us could have shot a limb of teal because we're talking about groups of 10 to 20 to 30 teal in a group. In 30 minutes, we could have limited out. I, I no doubts in my mind I would have limited out because they were so close. And we walked out of there. I walked out of there with two. Thomas walked out with four, and we were just shaking our heads like, what was the point of that? So I guess what I'm saying is, yes, I don't have to shoot limits to be happy, but also are you passing up limits or birds to say, oh, I got big birds? And that's not what we're about. So we're like questioning ourselves. Like since we're not about that and we don't have that, like a lot of guys will have that attitude, I'm better than you. You guys shoot shellers, you shoot green wings. Since we don't have that attitude, why did we not shoot? (laughs) Like, I don't know. Then again, if we went in a shot and we would have shot a bunch of mallards, we'd be all happy and everything. But we didn't walk out of there bummed or nothing. We were just kind of like, that was kind of stupid. It was really pointless to hold off like that. Because not often this time of year do you have the, that good of opportunity. So that being said, no, I'm not going to have a video of that hunt on the channel with the 20 gauge. I wish I did, but I missed the two shots I took with it anyways. So it's kind of, I guess it's kind of pointless because I wasn't going to get that on video anyways. But um, yeah, I don't know if you guys know, and I'm just going to say this all the time now is like we're putting a video out once a week of a hunt, if not two times, depending on how much we get to hunt and if I can put something together. So if you're not, you know, go hit the notification bell. Even then, I don't think people are getting notified that do have notifications on. Um, just check the channel. Do us a favor. If you want to see our hunts, just go check the channel once a week. I'm like, oh, okay, there is a new video up because YouTube's not letting people know. And it's happening again this year. And uh, I don't get it. Um, it seems like my buddies, they're not. that's not really happening to them so much, but... You know, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just doing videos are terrible. I have no idea. But anyway, so I wanted to mention that I have shot the 28. People have been asking about that. I am planning on taking it again a lot of times this season for hunts. It's not just going to be a couple times. I'm going to use it a lot. So be on the lookout for that. Um, Now I'm losing my train of thought what I was wanting to bring. Oh, now I'm going to recap real quick the mountain hunt. And this is, I guess we're only about 10 minutes in, 11 minutes in, but I didn't really want to make this too long. But the mountain hunt, and I'm just going to call that because we, the one we camped out, that was a really good time. People are like, how do you find places like this? It's like, man, do research, 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 research. If you live in California, grab the, the, the book of, um, um, oh my goodness, regulations and, Look through there. It actually shows there's page after page of uh, type A, B, and C refuges in there. Just go look and try them out. I don't know. Google it. Say like, well, where's this at? Okay, that's not far from me. Or that is a long ways, but I want to go to that area and try it. That's basically what we do. And not every time is there a success or great hunts or whatever, but man, just the country you get to see, to hang out with Thomas and and uh, camp out with Rocky. It was really fun. Honestly, it was so relaxing. Taking those nice, cold, uh, gravity-fed showers. I took one the first night. The second, I was like, yeah, shine that. <laughs> it was already, by the time we got in camp, it was already like 35, 40 degrees. I said, forget that junk. It was cold enough during the day. I didn't sweat anyway. So I'm one of those guys that's got to take like one or two showers, minimum one shower a day, if not two. I just like to be clean. And I definitely like to be clean going to bed. I don't get these guys that can go to bed dirty. It's like, ugh. How do you sleep, man? 
I just feel like I cannot sleep. But then you feel extra grody in the morning. And then I know those guys in Afghanistan had buddies. We w- it would be 125 degrees all day long. Um, and we'd be working out and sweating it and just about to die. And they'd go straight to bed like that, soaking through their underwear and uniform all day long working. And then go to bed. Like, I'll take a shower when I get up. It's like, dude, by that point, you just, you laid in your own filth all night. Anyways, let's get off that topic, but it's just like, so yeah, that was kind of hard for me, and, uh, but, I mean, man, I've done it, I've, you know, military, I've went week without, plus, without a shower or anything like that, being in the field or whatever, trust me, I can handle it, it's just, I choose, if I possibly do not have to go that route, I will definitely not choose the way of the unshowered, <laughs> I promise you that, but, um, also elk hunting. I mean, me and my dad, you know, I've taken lots and lots of creek baths and either camping or hunting like that. And we take about one bath for two weeks of hunting in the elk woods. So been there, done that, but it's definitely not my preference. But uh, so that was really cool camping out and setting up the tent and just being out there secluded kind of by ourselves and then getting the duck hunt and pack in in the morning. Super fun. Really it was. And there, honestly, I sh- I shot six birds the first hunt that hunt on that video because um, we had to go back in the evening. I was kind of cool with what I had. I shot four. Thomas shot five birds. I think I had two mallards, a gadwall. What did I have in that video? It's episode three. If you haven't watched it yet, go check it out. So I had two mallards, a gadwall. Oh, and a hand, no, I had three mallards. So two Drake mallards, a hand mallard, and a gadwall. And Thomas had something like that. I think he had a mallard or two and green wings. Anyways, we went back in the evening. We hunted again. Went back, ate lunch, came back in the evening, got destroyed by mosquitoes, and both shot a couple uh, hinge shovelers to, you know, help clean up the back a little bit. But, hey, you know what? I don't make a big habit of shooting in shovelers, but it is fun to shoot them sometimes because they just come act stupid sometimes and and just come right in. But uh, kind of made it, made, just made it fun. It made it worth going back out in the evening because at that point there really wasn't much flying and we were just getting almost semi carried off by mosquitoes. So that was a really good hunt. Um, and what I usually do on these recaps is I I talk about what you know I took away from that hunt and what maybe I could do better next time. Um. Actually, in that situation, there wasn't much else we could have do to give you some dialogue for that video backstory. Uh, we got there at like midnight. We kind of were scouting from the road, like listening. I mean, it was dark, so you couldn't see nothing, but we were listening. We heard a lot of birds in there. But the thing was, this is the, the kicker. It was almost, it's basically a full moon. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. Duck hunting is not nowhere near as good when... It's a full moon, and deer hunting is the same way, right? They stay up, they feed all night, can't shoot them at night, it's illegal, so it doesn't do us hunters any good, and they sleep all day, But and ducks are pretty similar to the same thing. At some point, they will fly, but it definitely lowers the movement of the birds for sure. But, um, so we knew there was birds in there, whether or not they were going to bounce out and not come back, back till dark again, we didn't know, but... We went out there, and when we got there, we had hunted there a couple years ago, and there was no cover, zero cover. I mean, you couldn't even pull from anything to make cover. There was nothing gone. 
And it was like, oh, we're hosed. I, I was kind of saying that in the video. This isn't going to work. Um, so we moved, and then we moved again. And then by that third spot, that's when we kind of got, okay, we got cover. We got the sun on our back. We got run, water run through, and we totally went minimal because we had about three dozen decoys when we first started, but we had walked another five, 600 yards to another spot um, and hunted and said, hey, that's the situation, guys, where that motion ducks really comes in clutch because, like I said, I'd rather have movement in my decoys than have four dozen decoys stagnant. And so that and that's something we learned over the years. So we like left our things and said, hey, pick it up, pull up the weight, grab the string. You I mean, and it's so easy because you can grab the motion ducks with the four on it, pull them together, and then just sling it over your shoulder like a little back. You know what I mean? Like it's just sitting over your shoulder, rolled out. We got some decoys and we got some motion. That's all we need. And sure enough, I mean, five minutes after we set up, put the motion ducks out, got hit and pulling that thing and calling, boom, birds were coming in and we shot. Now, if we would have been there first thing in the morning, I guarantee we would have limited in that spot. Between like Gadwall, Widgeon, Mallards, and and maybe Pintel. I didn't really see much Pintels flying that morning, but... uh. We both were shooting our 20 gauges, so that was cool. I got to pattern Master Code Black ducking that. I'm really liking that so far. I didn't get to pattern that or my 28 gauge with that new choke. So I didn't get to pattern my 28 gauge just in general. I didn't pattern my 20 gauge with the pattern Master Code Black duck, but again, I just, it's a phenomenal choke. It's doing good. Um, pounding birds. And I was shooting, what did I shoot that first? I want to say I did shoot heavy bismuth, three inch six shot, and I believe it's one one and an eighth ounce load going at uh, fourteen hundred feet per second. If I'm reading, I know I'm reading it correctly, but I'm just trying to remember if I was shooting that or the heavy twelve. I'm pretty sure I was shooting bismuth, and um, yeah, pound the birds. Thomas is shooting his brand new Benelli Ethos Cordoba best twenty gauge, um, and he made some great shots. Great shots, if you've seen that video. So, um, little side note: we've been Thomas is having issues with his shot cam again. It didn't. All his shots didn't record one time. So frustrating. I will say, I've had used shot cam for a long time, and I love it. It's made my shooting better. But I feel like the last two or three years we've been having issues with ours, like not recording, and um, they were getting a couple years old, three years old. But, you know, it's a decent size investment. So they've always taken care of us. Um, we don't work with them. We haven't worked with them in a long time. But I, I don't – and it doesn't matter. But I was, like, one of the first guys that was using that on YouTube before anybody else was. I, I'm pretty sure I was actually the first guy, uh, Duck Hunting Channel, that used it uh, because I thought it would be a cool integration. And, of course, everybody in the ground uses it now. But – um. After like the third year, they started glitching, having issues. You send it back in. They never charge. Well, they did charge us last year. They charged us both like one fifty a piece for our shot cams to get like redone. So, you know, there's only I want to say there's only like a year warranty, but they've taken care of us enough times outside of that. I I'm not gonna complain at all. But it is a bummer because if it's gonna happen, it always happens in duck season because you're not using it. We don't really go shoot clays, which I would love to do, but we don't have the best of places around here, and I'm just not big. Like, I don't have to do it. It is fun when we do it. It's just I like doing five stand and, like, um, 
I love five stand and I like, um, Oh, what's the other one called where you go out and it's like emulates, uh, like, you know, rabbits and f- birds and all, all kinds of different things. That's pretty cool. Um, it's just slipping my mind. It's usually, it's a hundred rounds, but anyways, those are the two things I like doing. Um, traps not my it's whatever it's still shooting it's fun i like to shoot but skeet's fun too actually i like um shooting skeet but uh anyways if we would use it in the off season with that we would know if there was any glitches and we could get in before season starts but it never fails thomas's shot cam for some reason always starts filling right at the beginning of season and then we don't stink and have it so it always bums me out because i always lose his point of view to add into the videos but <clears throat> anyways New video dropping today, so guys, don't forget to go to the channel. If you didn't get notified or you haven't been on YouTube, new video will be dropping today, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If it's not done at 1, it'll be done at 2 for sure. So just go in there by 2 o'clock or after, and you'll see a new video. I think you guys will like it a lot. It's going to be really good. Um, So to finish up that recap on the mountain hunt, like I said, the motion ducks came in clutch. I mean, we had to make the moves, and it's a semi-new area. We don't got it dialed in by no means, and when you're going in blind and don't know, haven't got to scout it, hey, that's what you got to do to be successful, and that's what we did, and we walked out with birds in our hands. So that's just the best advice I could give and say a take, uh, take back from that. Um, anything else I could say? Uh, not really. Just right now, the season, it's probably we're getting ready to get in slow vember, but it depends on where you go. You should be able to still do good. You just got to put in the work. You got to move around. I always kind of, personally, I always feel like you could go somewhere and kill birds if you got to travel to do it. Get in the colder temps, get on the freeze lines, go out of state. I know not everybody could do that, but whatever you got to do, get on the birds. Don't just, don't, uh, I mean, yeah, I get it. It's kind of bummer when it's not, when it's dead. But, like, if you're able to travel and do something, don't just sit around and complain about it. Just get out and try to find somewhere else. Um, one more last thing, I'll, and I'll close with this. Um, I thought you guys would think this is pretty interesting. I'm actually tracking Rocky's retrieves that we're tracking the birds that would have been lost without Rocky. Let me word it that way. We're tracking the birds that would have been lost without Rocky. And I'm actually already up to, let's see right here. I'll tell you right now. This shows the importance of dog. We're already up to six birds. Six birds since I started hunting this season that I would have not had in my hand or given to my buddy's hand that would have been lost in those thick tulies or just cripple or whatever. So no birds have been lost yet this season with Rocky. Two years ago, I never lost one bird. Last year, I think we lost three or four, and that was because I could never get them on where the birds were at. Actually, you know what? Let me clarify that. Let me fix that. No, okay, yeah, it is six. Six. Wait till I, I thought to myself, wait till the end of season. What is that number going to be at the end of the season? You talk about ethical. Like having a dog, if you don't, Want to deal with the dog, don't want to train the dog, don't think you can train the dog, which is not true. You can do it. Anybody and their grandma can do it. That alone, you guys want more birds on the season? Do you want to say you shot more? Because you can't be claiming birds that you lost. I'm sorry, but you just can't do that. They've got to be in your hand. And that's six birds already that 
would have never been found without Rocky and his bloodhound nose, which any dog, he's nothing special outside of any other dog. They all have noses and they have incredible smell and they'll find the birds for you. <clears throat> it's just in their nature. So I can't wait at the end of the season to see how many that tally is and how many limits technically that would be that we wouldn't have without a dog. So think about that. Think about investing in a dog, and it's a hunt, buddy. I mean, you know what? If you go out on those solo hunts and <clears throat> no one else is with you, it's it's not as lonely as it uh, with a dog by your side. It's just it's like, you know what? This ain't that bad because, I mean, they're your buddy. You, you know, they go with you everywhere. They live with you. And so, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited to count those numbers up. Um because guess what? It does happen. Birds fall in places and you think, you know, you know they're stone dead and they're there. And you looked and looked and looked and looked and looked. 30 minutes gone by and you're like, I can't find this bird. I know he fell right here. Well, trust me, that when that happens, that's where the dog steps in and that and you won't see that happen anymore. But anyways, that is all I got to say. And like I said, we're going to be pumping these out. I'll probably majority of them are going to be hunt, uh, recaps and then depending on who we're around for what certain people will get guests on and stuff like that. But I'm doing my best two week guys. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening and we'll see you guys in the next one. <laughs>